Hey guys, this episode is for you. We are talking all things relationships, dating, marriage from a man's perspective. Men, this episode is for you, but ladies, you're going to want to tune in as well as we talk to Fred Willis on There's Food in the House. Ooh, if it's lit, then I'm signing up. I just knock them down, Adrian can line them up. If you search for real talk, then you're finding us. Thanks for reminding us, ain't no wild shining us different. I know you're feeling something missing. Them shows only talk, they don't listen. You need something warm, like a hot meal from the south. Like a summer rain in a drought. Some real talk that can make a nigga proud. Thoughts out loud, we ain't doing it for the clout. That food for the soul, gotta take a different route. You don't need nothing fast, we got food at the house. I'm just saying though. We got food at the house. Yeah, we got food at the house. Hey, everybody, it's Adrienne, your PR diva. Thank you again for tuning in to There's Food in the House. You know, this is the podcast where you don't have to ask for anything else or pick up any other podcast because we have food in the house. Today, we will be talking to digital media entrepreneur Fred Willis, who is an author. And I, I have uh, so many things, musician, singer, journalist, mentor, <laughs> you name it, he's done it. But today we are going to specifically be talking about you guys. This is for you. So Fred, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, well, first of all, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I am thrilled to be here. Um, normally I am on the other side of the, of the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a new experience for me, getting used to it anyway. But uh, yeah, I'm a digital media uh, entrepreneur, I, I'm a musician, I'm a journalist, I'm an audio engineer, uh, I'm, a minister, I'm a minister of music at church, um, I'm a father, husband, brother, son, all that good stuff, and uh, most importantly, I am on a journey that I hope to bring so many of uh, the great men along with me on. And I am excited to have this conversation because we talk about life, relationships, so many things. And in that, obviously, as a woman, and that a lot of what happened, I don't want to use the word blame. I don't want to say that we blame men for our situation, or our scenario. But a lot of times, obviously, on the female side of the spectrum, we're talking about, well, he didn't, or he when he and he and he. And so I was just like, okay, when I saw your information, I said, this is a great conversation to have, because we definitely need to tune in more to our men yeah so tell us about this journey so this is the journey to genesis yes yes this is the journey to genesis and uh, for me this came from another book that i was writing and i'm still in process of finishing that one um but this one i was on my way to a women's conference uh to speak to women about you know vision and how to step out as entrepreneurs and all that kind of stuff and how to use faith in it and so as i was getting ready to go a few months before the conference, I was like, you know, I can't go and not have product. I mean, I got to have something tangible, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. prove what I'm saying. And so I began writing and it shifted because I had this thought. I said, now I'm going to speak to women. I'm a man. I don't need to be there, but I'm going to, you know, there was a panel for men, you know, men, entrepreneurs in business and stuff like that. Um, and so they got to pick our brains, but I was like, you know what? Men don't have this opportunity. Number one, right. we don't create this opportunity. And normally in our social construct, men don't take time to do this, Mm -hmm. Uh, mainly because, you know, men are expected to be at work every day. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, y'all go, you know, go hunt, kill, uh, even prepare and eat now. You know, I was like, so 
what about men? Well, and this was also a thought that I had. These women come home and they're empowered. Their lives are changed. And the men at home don't know how to deal with them. Right. <laughs> and so then these conferences, they kind of work backwards because it's like you equip one without equipping the other. And so I said, why don't I just speak to the men who, number one, probably don't want to take off work to go to something like this. Number two, probably have never heard this. And so let me just speak to them. And as a believer, I went to the Bible to this. Uh, in Genesis 2, when, when Adam is introduced, we discover that God gave him work before he gave him a woman. And mm -hmm. so that's where a lot of men get lost in life, either pursuing work or a woman uh, instead oh, of pursuing oh. Oh. purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the bane of our existence is either work or a woman, you know. Right. And so right. it's like... Go back to Genesis where God spoke to Adam and he said, Adam, you do this. Then he created Eve and he said, then y'all do this. And so I said, if we just go back to asking the question, God, why did you create me? Why was I born? Mm -hmm. You know, like me, my parents, they weren't a couple, but they're my parents, you right. know, and I, I'm not the only person with that story. Um, but if I get lost in that, then I'll never understand why God allowed me to be created and born. You know, so right. that's what this Bible, uh, this book talks about. And then I, I walk you through my journey, my journey of how I created my company, okay. um, the cues in my life. Even if you're not a believer, life will give you cues right. of what's going on. You know, right. um, as doors shut, they're supposed to shut to redirect you to do something else. So I talk about closed doors. I talk about open doors. Um, and then I use biblical examples because, I mean, the basis of it is the Bible. So I've got to you know, kind of stay true to that, mm -hmm. even though I'm sharing some practical, pragmatic wisdom. Uh, I use the Bible. You know, sometimes we think, okay, so if I pursue purpose, I'm going to be the next Steve Harvey. No, not exactly. Right. You know, right. and so you have to answer that question. So when I pursue purpose, as I pursue purpose, who am I? Who am I becoming? Who will I be? Um, and so the last chapter of the book just assures you, me, all of us, that you don't have to be mainstream to be major that when you pursue purpose, when you achieve purpose, when you lay hold of it, that the impact of you pursuing that will be major, whether it's accepted, whether it's highlighted, whether it's celebrated in the mainstream. And then I list some personal examples. You know, the deacon at church. Mm. Uh, there's a guy in the Bible, he's mentioned two times, but he slew as many, uh, he's, he's in line third after... Uh, Samson and David mm -hmm. as slaying the enemies of the nation of Israel. He's only mentioned mm -hmm. in the Bible twice. Oh, um, wow. And so people do big things, but they don't always get big recognition. And so mm -hmm. there's something that keeps a lot of us uh, from pursuing purpose because we want to know, we weigh risk versus reward. If I do this, is it going to be worth it? Yeah, it's going to be worth it, even though it may not be worth it in your eyes. So it's a book just to encourage men to pursue purpose at all costs. And that's, I, you mentioned that a lot of, not a lot, I don't want to say that, but you mentioned that some men may not feel empowered to, to create the same types of seminars or programming that women do, or they might not feel like it's worth it to take off of work to attend these conferences. Why do you think it, that it, why do you think that, and I'm not sure if it's necessarily a shift, but we do have women's empowerment conferences 
all of the time. <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's at mm-hmm. least, I feel at minimum, there's at least some type of female focused event happening like five times a month. But to yeah. your point, they, those same events don't really uh, exist that same way for men. Why, why do you think that is? Well, most of us are at work every day. and just the way america is the united states these are these go from the janitor um these support systems opening and locking the doors every day all the way up to the ceo Mm -hmm. and so when you say i'm having a conference for men i I need at least two work days (laughs) you know women can do that obviously um, and I'm not saying that that's even right, you know, but we've gotten to that point to where if a woman say, oh, I need to take off because of my kids, you got it. Mm. When a man says, oh, I need to take off because of my kids, sometimes that man is asked, well, you don't have anybody else who can do that? You sure you have to do it, you know? Mm. Um, and so we're still kind of adjusting. We're evolving um, because women have needed that level of empowerment, you mm. know, because men... <laughs> We messed up, you know, we <laughs> messed up in our leadership. And, and I've even heard women say, y'all had y'all turn. It's our turn now. And I'm like, right. hey, I can't fault you for saying that, you know, because when we could, should have made room for women in society, we did. Right. You know, and so now that women are getting their stuff together, it's like, fellas, we got to catch up. Right. You know, because they're CEOs, you know, these men are getting caught in affairs and being displaced in the executive suite. And these women who've been waiting their whole lives, who've been training for that moment, they get that position, and I'm going to do two snaps in the circle. They ready <laughs> for it. You know, they're not going backwards. The company is thriving and all that stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, what have we been doing? You know? Yeah. And so it's like the same way women are getting that. It's like, men, yes, they're getting that because we need to get it. As men, we have to get back into a position of being able to lead that. And so whether it's that man is the, the breadwinner, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, a lot of times that's simply it that we have never paid attention to that same reason why if you're a man, mm-hmm. most men don't pay attention to their fingernails. Mm, okay. <laughs> fingernails are on all of our hands. Right. But a lot of men don't pay attention to their fingernails because they don't view it as essential. Ah, gotcha. Now that facial hair, that facial hair, that line, whether it's where it's supposed to be or whether it's midway to the back, we're going to make sure our lineup is tight. Right. Okay. We won't take time to think about our fingernails, our feet, our toenails. Mm-hmm. Those are things that women do. Right. Now, when you blend the two, when you get a woman to say, say, man, your fingernails dirty. I don't want to mm-hmm. date a man with dirty fingernails. That man then says, well, I guess I better clean my fingernails. Right. You know, or right. I guess, I, you know, I need to take better care of my hands. And so when we see women growing and evolving as men, that's the only natural response to do is you grow and evolve, too. You know, we can't say, well, you go get that and I'll keep making this money. Because guess what? That <laughs> woman, after she's growing, she's being spiritually enhanced, she's evolving. You know, she might be right up on that level with you. And then what do you have to offer her? Right. You know. So that's why I, I I took special interest in speaking to men when I wrote this book. That was great. So that leads me to a, a question that I feel like everybody in the world 
wants an answer to. And that is this huge topic of submission. And I know that obviously there is a spiritual realm of submission. There is the millennial realm of submission. And then there is the textbook version of submission. And to Mm -hmm. your point about, you know, women saying things to men and helping them come on, like say, man, you need to clean your fingernails. So, you know, that helps men. So when I see it on social media and things of that nature, so many people are like, we as women aren't afraid to submit or it isn't that we don't want to submit. We don't have the men that make it worth submitting to. How, what do you think of that? Or how do you, what, what do you think when you see that word submission or you see the conversations surrounding submission? The first thing I'm going to say whenever somebody talks to me about submission is that's for married people only. Okay. <laughs> so if you dating and you trying to submit, you got to pump the brakes there. Okay. Um, because that's just out of practice. That's that's not that's not in focus. Submission okay. is something you do when you get married. The Bible says he that finds a wife, not he that finds a girlfriend. He <laughs> that finds a wife. You right. know. Um, and so submission. And I say that to say that when we talk about submission, even if you talk about it dating, because you got to bring it up, that's something for marriage. Now, mm-hmm. let's go back to my book here. My book talks about Adam and Eve. Adam was the first man mm-hmm. in this Genesis account. Eve was his wife. She was taken from Adam, but Eve had a purpose too. Her mm-hmm. purpose was she named everything. So when we talk about Adam and we talk, we, you got to talk about Eve because Eve named everything. What does okay. that have to do with submission? The Bible says in that passage, I think it's in, um, I want to say Galatians 5. I'm not sure where it is. Uh, I should know this, but when Paul talks. <laughs> it's when, okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. When Paul talks about submission, he talks about husbands and wives submitting to each other and to Christ. Mm-hmm. So you can't talk about submission as if the man is over the woman, because in marriage, we both submit not only to each other, but to Christ. And our submission to Christ is going to help us submit to each other. Because, and, and this is something that men never thought about. The way men treat women and have treated women, you would think men married a dumb woman. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have some, some people going to be angry with you, but go ahead. That's okay. And I, I welcome their emails and phone calls. That I might sell more books that way. Um, okay. But you didn't marry a dumb woman. Nothing about her is dumb to you. So why right. do you want her to dumb down because she married you? You, you ain't that smart. Right. And so the truth of the, how are you a janitor at work and you come home beating everybody up? You get beat up all day at work. And then, you know, what if somebody just said that you come home and beat us up because they beat you up at work? That's the only thing wrong with you. Right. But we, the conversation is in submission. Yes, the submission is, is according to God. God made the man the head. Now, when I talk about the head, I'm talking about responsibility, brothers. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about she needs to submit to me, that means that you need to, <laughs> you need to have stuff in place for her to submit to. Right. So it's not just regular submission because of genetics. You're a woman, so that's your lot in life. No, sir. No, ma'am. <laughs> so, you know, we have to just understand that. And we got we to gotta get off social media. Social media can't tell us, you know. Um, and if you think about submission, submission is not a secular uh, 
thought pattern. It's not a secular idea. And because it's not a secular idea, the you can't get your definition from the secular arena. And I so, think that, that is so interesting because, and I, I don't take anything away from anyone's walk, anyone's journey, you know, but so many people who are not even basing submission on the gospel or on a Bible speak about it because that's just what the conversation is about. And to right. you know, submission is for marriage, but in this in this new world order, you know, it's like, oh, I need a woman to submit to me. And sir, you yeah. haven't been to church since you were two. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And marriage is a is something that is sacred, you know. Right. Um, something that I learned a couple years ago, and I haven't been perfect in marriage. I put that in the first chapter, you know, okay. so people reading the book know that I'm not just standing at the top of a hill looking down on people. I'm saying okay. I'm here with you. Um, but I realized a couple of years ago that marriage is, first of all, it's the God. However, that marriage certificate is a legally binding contract. Right. And so in a legally binding contract, both parties have a part to play in that. Mm-hmm. Now, let me do this. You have both parties, husband and wife. Now, legally, the county, the city, the state, they also have a part that plays in that. If you don't think so, look at your tax form when it says how you filing. You mm-hmm. get tax breaks because you're married. That's part of that contract. And in the same way, our marriage contract that we make with God is the same way. So you don't get to marry somebody and debase them. You don't get to marry somebody and tear them down and right. devalue what God himself made. So when you have that conversation about submission, I'm going to tell brothers now, you ask yourself, what are you willing to submit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How how are you willing to listen to that woman? My wife is smarter than me in different ways. Sometimes she can say something and I'll be like, Mm-mm. <laughs> just because she said it. And right? that's early on. That was our marriage. No, okay. I figured it out. And she was like, no, why don't you just go this, go do this? Don't forget to do this. I'm like, I got it. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I plan for this. And she was so right because I forgot. <laughs> and it, it took me a while. See, when you're on the side of the highway waiting on somebody to bring you gas because you didn't listen to her tell you to get gas that night, won't you just go get it tonight instead of going to work, uh, mm-hmm. getting on the way to work? You say, gosh, she was right. And right. so then you get back to the point to where you can understand a help meet. She mm-hmm. helps you meet what mm-hmm. God put in your life to do it in, in all aspects. So now submitting, we submit to God. And sometimes she, she takes the lead. Sometimes I take the lead, but we are both under God. Mm-hmm. You know, we both under God. So we don't play that. <laughs> this is that. And you know, that's why I like for the information to be organic because then you can, you know, really get to the, to the, I don't want to say the core. I don't know if it's the core, but you really get the true answer. And, and, yeah. and I, I want to, it's, there are so many things in this, in this dating world and, and so many people who are on their own journey, whether it be to Genesis, whether it be to forgiveness, you know, so many mm-hmm. people are on their own journey. So it's great to have an opportunity to, to speak with a man who can give us that male perspective. And uh, I say that, which is going to be my great segue because another great debate that is is in the dating world and these people who are on their journey is the splitting the bills okay you know 
uh, I'm not going to say everyone, but a great majority of people have said that if you split the bills with your mate, husband or significant other, because, you know, people do cohabitate and they aren't necessarily married or they aren't married. But they're saying if you split the bills, then you're roommates. And, And, you know, I don't have to respect your position or, you know, there's no separation in authority because you and I both are equally paying the bills. What do you think that from the man's perspective? Oh, and I'm sorry, before you answer, I'll say that what I'm getting or what I see, and I always laugh because I'm just like, but these women are saying, I'm not splitting bills with my man. Like, I don't need to, I shouldn't have to. And if he expects me to pay bills, then we won't be together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let me let me say this. In, he, in the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon says two are better than one. Because mm-hmm. if one falls down, the other one can pick him up. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you talk about bills, actually, I don't have to go too far. Today is March the 19th. Mm-hmm. And wherever you are in America, somebody's job has shut down mm. indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Somebody um, doesn't. Somebody's job is shut down, and they're going to get unemployment insurance, which is not a hundred percent of their check. Right now, if I get married to somebody, see, when you get married, the part of the vows that we have adopted in <laughs> actually all over the world is for rich or poor for better or for worse, mm-hmm. it's in a health. Right. So anything can affect your ability to pay bills. And if I go into the marriage knowing that you staying is based on my performance of something like paying the bills, I'm mm-hmm. not going into it anyway. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, the United States has been a two-income uh household country for quite a while Mm -hmm. okay so we're not living in the 50s and 60s anymore where the man is the only one who actually can go to work because i don't know if you remember before the women's revolution women weren't even allowed to go to work right i read it i I wasn't there but i remember (laughs) yeah yeah i wasn't there either (laughs) you know and women fought for the right to go to work and not stay at home with the kids so we got daycare and things like that so two people coming together is important because you have to know what can we do together? Mm-hmm. Not what are you doing? What can you do for me? Right. Be- because you got to answer that question because what happens when that man gets sick? Mm-hmm. What happens when he has an accident at work mm-hmm. and he's, he can't go back to work to that good job? What you been doing? What's in your bank account since he's paying all the bills? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and so the Bible says this. It says a wise woman builds a house, but a foolish mm. woman tears it down. Mm. And so when we go into marriage, we bring in all of our resources together. Right. Whether you got one main account or whether you got different accounts, we bring in our money together. Why? Because right. this is us. We're under one roof. We should be of the same mind so when i see that argument i always say so if you're not gonna pay bills what are you gonna be doing what are you gonna be doing you know are you just gonna be i mean that's the worst kind of roommate you basically friends with benefits you know (laughs) you don't contribute anything except you know physical right and so i i'd say to each couple first of all every story is different 
women are killing the game right now. I know entire call centers, entire departments that are only women. Mm-hmm. The boss is a woman. The manager is a woman. The supervisors are women. So, you know, if you're out here making 60000 and he's making forty. It don't make sense for you to be looking at him like, okay, well, where are we gonna stay? I don't want right. to stay in this little old two bedroom house. It's like, yeah, y'all don't have to stay there if you put your money together. Right. And so, I, it's, it's teamwork makes the dream work. It's Absolutely. really that simple. It's gonna take teamwork. Absolutely. And I wanted to mention to that point about men because I felt like it was. It was an an eye opener after the unfortunate death of Kobe Bryant. I felt like such an eye opener that it went viral that men were crying. You know, you know, it was it was a big deal made of the fact that men cried in public or, or openly showed emotion. And that just speaks volumes to like you said earlier in the call, how we view men and how men are always supposed to be so strong and, and that they hide their emotions. So what do you feel or how do you feel we can help encourage men or, or even with your book or you know how you speak to men? How can we help encourage men to be more open with their emotions? Well, our emotions hasn't, hasn't been a safe space for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like you ask men to be strong, but then you need them to actually be emotional. Mm-hmm. You need us to be emotional because when our sons do something bad, you know, <laughs> you don't need the warden. You don't need the warden to jack them up. You need right. somebody to sit down and say, explain to me, you know, what happened. You mm-hmm. need that. Our boys need that. That's why men are so jacked up because we didn't get it from our daddy. We got it from mama. And then when we became mama's boys, society wanted to dump us because Mm. we weren't strong. So what I would say, especially based on my book, men have to lead emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. And that includes saying that it ain't just our right to cry. It's our right to cry wherever you are. Mm -hmm. We got the news in our cars. We got the news in the grocery store. We got the news on social media and we, it affected us right there. And so we have to lead in that area too. And that means breaking the stereotype. Mm-hmm. If Kobe was the, the, the turning point, great. But you mm-hmm. have to understand that men are emotional creatures as well. That's part of the human condition. We're going to be emotional. That's why, you know, men cheat emotionally too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why they got that work wife. That's why they got that female best friend that they talk to. That's mm-hmm. why they call their mama before they call their wife. You know, these are things that we have to, just look at it and say, that's what that is? Okay, okay. So let's now learn how to deal with it, what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, men have to lead emotionally. We have to create that safe space. Like, men don't even tell their friends that they really loved. I love you, man. Right, yeah. You know? And we got to say, if we do, we got to say man instead right. of saying, I love you, man. Or right. I love you, you know. Yeah. And so that's the problem. Then when they die, we don't know what to do. <laughs> Right. You know, because we just never took that chance to say that. So, yeah, we got to lead emotionally as well. That's so true. And I think that and and I know that women, I, I can I can honestly say that there are women who who help with that narrative. You know, they feel like and, and they say it freely. And I think that it's so unfortunate that, 
you know, they'll make comments like, oh, well, if he, if he crying, he weak or I don't want him or, you know, yeah, he, he shows some emotion and, and I feel like he a wimp for doing that. So I feel like women have a, a, an a, a obligation, really. I don't think there's a better word for it, but we do have an obligation to help our men in that department as well. Yeah. Cause you know what? When you leave us, we gonna cry, <laughs> right? We, you it may not get back to you, but we gonna cry before we cuss you out on social media and right. change your name in our phone and, <laughs> and and go sit in the strip club just looking into the space. We gonna cry. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Smokey said on Friday, he gonna cry in the car. We gonna cry right. somewhere. Right, right. You know, it's coming out. You know, and and sometimes we we've been. I know we've been taught to hide it. But that safe space is so important. Yeah. And so I, I know we're running short on time, but I, I want to ask this one last question too, because we had, I just had this conversation with someone else that I, I did an interview with. And we were talking about how men will be in a relationship for two, three, five, ten 10 years with one woman. And, and it never progresses beyond the dating stage. And then, you see as soon as they break up, maybe like six months to a year later, they're married to someone else. But what is that about from a man's perspective? Like how does that thought process work? And I mean, I know it's different for everybody. You know, you're going to marry who you want. You're going to be with who you want. But we do see it happen a lot of times where you're in this one relationship with someone and you've been there forever. And marriage is just not a conversation. It's not a thought process. It's just nowhere in the cards. But then next time you see them, they're married. Yeah, um, there's a lot of reasons for that. I wasn't that kind of guy, um, <laughs> and I never understood it. But I will, I will offer this: that sometimes all it takes is for that man to understand, sisters, that you ain't playing. <laughs> and so when you finally do leave, he gets it, mm-hmm. and so he says, oh, "I lost a good thing. She ain't coming back." He didn't cry in the car. He ain't been to the strip club and cussed you out on social media, cussed you out in the family group chat. They know you a bald headed, such and such and such. And, and don't right, ever cry. Right, right. He come back. So he knows now not to let something go. Now, I'm not for the quick marriages, you know, after the breakup. But sometimes, you know, like they say, when you know, you know. Right. And I'm going to tell you, ladies listening, don't let that man string you along for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, don't wait to be, well, my consolation is we common law married. Now, if he don't want to marry you, because mm-hmm. there are benefits to being married, there are legal benefits to being married. Gosh, there are legal benefits <laughs> to being married. Jeez. So if he don't want to do that, if he don't want to have a conversation, you know, there's a block somewhere and he probably won't he, he he i don't know he probably don't even know he's seen models that don't work so he's afraid to do it he mm-hmm. may not think enough of himself that he can be a husband that he can mm-hmm. be the husband you need that he he's an all right boyfriend and you're living with that it's okay mm-hmm. but, but no marriage is totally different it's it's a reason two people come together it's this reason two people come together. And so, brothers, if you listen and you stringing a woman along because you're not sure, listen, y'all got to have that conversation. Maybe you need to leave, you know, because mm. if you don't, she going to leave you. You better believe that. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be stupid forever. And I don't mean <laughs> to call anybody stupid, but, you right. know, because we get into these things where we are cool with the status quo, even in our relationships. 
I know when I come home, blah, 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 is going to be done. She going to fuss about it. She ain't going nowhere. And then she leaves and your world crumbles. You know, so if you are privileged to be in love with somebody right now and y'all are thinking about marriage, at least go have, go, go, go to counseling. Let somebody mm-hmm. talk to you. Let y'all talk your issues through and out because maybe y'all don't need to be married. Right. Okay. Just like Adam was created for Eve, it's a woman created for, for each of you brothers. Brothers, you were created for a woman, you know? So mm-hmm. let's do that. Let's figure out why we're together. Sometimes we just real good friends and don't don't need to take that step. But sometimes we need to just man up, you know? Right. Face our fears right. and do it. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. I, I love being able to, to take a peek inside of the mind of a man. You know, my, <laughs> husband, we, we, my husband is so the exact opposite of me. Like, it's so funny, like, you know, how I'm loud. I'll speak to anybody. And my mm-hmm. husband is just comfortable with himself. And I love that about him. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good being by myself. I don't want people to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I appreciate these conversations because it it, it helps, you know, and, and I want yeah. women to, when they hear this, obviously, like you said, they can reach out, but if they have any questions, we can surely approach them at a later time. So let everybody know how they can get in contact with you. Cool. Um, you can go to web to my website if you want to buy the book. If you even want to read just a little sample of it, go to www.whoisfredwillis.com. Uh, we can talk there. You want to hit me up? Hit me up at Fred at Wilcom.net. That's Fred at W-I-L-L-C-O-M-M dot net. Um, those two spaces you can find about find out about everything I do. I'm on Instagram at who is Fred Willis. Uh, you can find out about my company, SMG Music Media, on Instagram and Twitter there as well. I'm a little bit of everywhere. If you want to just connect on <laughs> Facebook, I'm at Fred Willis. You can see me there. And uh, yeah, let's just connect. Let's keep the conversation going because that's what's going to change our perspectives. It's just, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Fred. This has been great. Thank you for joining us on There's Food in the House. We'll see you next time. So gotta take a different route. You don't need nothing fast. We got food at the house. I'm just saying, though. We got food at the house. Yeah, we got food at the house. Yeah, we got food at the house, you don't need nothing fast Gotta take a different route, yeah We be lit, we ain't never gonna switch We lit, we ain't never gonna switch We lit, we ain't never gonna switch If it's made for the real, it's forever gonna fit We lit, we ain't never gonna switch